Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? It's Esther from Play a Society. I'll be this week's guest on Kicks and Shit Show. What's good, everybody? We are back. It is your boy Gerard and your girl Gabby. Episode 106 of the Kicks and Shit Show. 
right. Love, love doing the, the air horn blast. That's great. Uh, Gabby, what is going on in those streets? Drad, there is so much going on in these streets. I think, you know, it's a great time for sports. I feel like I say this every week, but it really is, you know, we are getting ready to start talking about preseason mm. for a lot of my favorite sports. You know, mm. the W is coming up to one of the most exciting times of year. I mean, the race for the playoffs is amazing. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. was in Connecticut for a Sun game on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I love mm-hmm. seeing that. I got to watch one of my favorite players, Diana Taurasi, play. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to DT. Yeah, and it just it's it's a beautiful time. Um, I've been back on the East Coast for a minute and just enjoying this New York life. You know, how about you, Dave? <laughs> how was your well, vacation? Vacation was wonderful. Uh, shouts to I was going to say shout, the whole lovely island of Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> um, shouts to Martha's is. Vineyard. I don't know if anyone's ever said that before. Like, <laughs> after that, <laughs> that was a good one, right? You're a little like you know. Shout out to Martha's Vineyard. Um, warning, 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 warning. <laughs> it is a happy place. Love going there every summer. It's just a wonderful time. You know, I really, Gabby, disconnected, as you know. I mean, it's funny. I brought my laptop, did not open it once. Uh, didn't check any emails. Like, it I was great, man. It, it's just, you know, every once in a while, guys, when you can, you've got to find time to de- disconnect from this highly plugged-in world. And just, it, it sounds crazy, but like enjoy nature. Like just sit on the beach and enjoy the marvel that is, oh, ocean, sand, sun. Get that vitamin D, you know what I mean? It's, I, right? I mean, it's wonderful. For the record, I mean, sunshine by that. <laughs> yes, but, uh, yes. that's correct. Vitamin D is sunshine. Correct, correct. No, but it, it was a lovely time, um, you know, trying to figure out how to make that a more permanent thing. Stay tuned. I don't know. Um Ooh. Okay. Listen, listen. Well, I think ultimately, you know, we talked about this early on uh, when we started the show. The pandemic's crystallized, right? What ultimately matters, right? Like, like, what are we actually doing here? Is life about the acquisition of like things, or is it about memories and experiences with the people you care about—family, friends, loved ones, right? Like, right? What, what, What are the things that matter? What are the things that are actually valuable, right? Um, and so, you know, when you get to do these things and have vacations, right, those things have value, right? And they bring you back energized, refreshed, recharged, um, you know, which is why, you know, we all need them and need them much more than we probably take them. I totally agree with that. I think that's my toxic trait. I'm not great with that. And, you know, for those who are similar to me, which I know is a lot of us in that sense, there's never a good time. So you just have to do it. it good, yeah. Uh, it no time's good. Time. The work continues. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know for me, when I truly disconnect that first day, you feeling a little antsy pantsy, but like <laughs> by the time you lean into it, you come back yeah. and your work is actually better. You mm-hmm. feel better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I said to somebody today when they said that they checked their iPhone report and they spent a hun- um, an hour and a half on Instagram yesterday. And I was like, huh, that's pretty good. And I'm like, <laughs> in my defense, I also work in social media, but right, right. correct. No, the, like, that's a wild thing to say. It's mm-hmm. not reverse. Get outside. Look up. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. fight mm-hmm. against that tech neck. Do we mm-hmm. even last go for a walk? Like mm-hmm. these are all things that, as as much as like that hustle culture is such a big part of who we are, and I think you know productivity for a lot of companies during the pandemic went up so much. No doubt. Burnout because yeah. you know be in ten hours worth of meetings, but because you don't have to go anywhere, mm-hmm. back to back to back. And yeah, I think being kind to yourself. 
travel to me is one of the best ways to spend money aside from sneakers and experiences, <laughs> right? Like that's what it's about at the end of the day. Right. And whatever that looks like for you, there's ways yep. to travel on the cheap. Not everything mm-hmm. has to be a crazy Got that right. Thing, but or you could channel our girl TJ mm-hmm. and budget plan in advance, right? Like there's something that is so satisfying when you've saved up for something for so long mm-hmm. and it's finally there to enjoy yep. it. I think that's especially true, at least for me with travel as well. So I mm-hmm. love that Jay. Love that no, thing. no doubt. And it's funny too, cause you know, talking about disconnecting, it's even Gabby, something as simple as, so, you know, being a New York city, uh, resident native born and raised all that. One of my favorite times in New York city. So this is now post vacation, right? I'm come back now. It's the weekend. It's Sunday. My favorite time in this city is, Sunday mornings between the hours of 7 a.m. and 8.30 because for the city that never sleeps, that's actually the 90 minutes when most like- of the city is asleep, right? <laughs> like like Gabby. So I love to go out and I'm lucky where we live. We're all, we're all along the Hudson River. You just, I don't have my AirPods in. So like there's nothing, right? Because AirPods have a way of like keeping you locked into whatever you're listening to, whatever you're doing. And I just listen to the sounds and it's like, whoa. It's just nice, right? You just, you come up off, off that, you're on Riverside, you cut up one of the blocks, you're like, quiet, this is great. Like, you, you just get a chance to sort of connect again, you know, with the real world versus like my music, my pods, whatever else, my phone calls, whatever else I'm doing when I'm on my AirPods. I was say, I, I like to connect with nature with the new Beyonce album. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm very impressed. Like my brain, if I could turn it off like that, yeah, I would love it. But I, I do think there is an importance of that, right? Where mm-hmm. it's a skill that some of us have to learn, President yeah. included, right? Like, and it's it's important. And there's been so much going on in the world lately. It gives mm. you a chance to kind of catch up on all the things, right? Mm-hmm. I know we get so caught up in in work and and every, everything else, which it's great to get caught up in that, but mm-hmm. it's important to stay connected at the same time. No doubt, no doubt. Um, you know, you talked about this is your favorite time of year because there's like, you know, training camps and preseason is going to start soon for football and hockey and basketball around the corner. Baseball pennant races are going to start heating up. All WNBA is going to have their playoffs. And I mean, it's just we're, we're getting into U.S. Open starts uh, at the end of the month. I mean, it's just we're really into a nice little stretch here. Um, You know, it's funny because like you kind of have the dog days of summer, like the beginning of August. Right. And it's like, OK, it's a little. By the time you hit to end of August and the calendar turns to September, Yes, it's back to school for all you youngins, but, you know, it's also like, hey, the calendar's really starting to roll here. So that's that's another good time for us to sort of have a, a feeling of renewal, right, with newness newness coming on board. Um, I'm excited, Gabby, for our guest because um, this is a person who started their own brand, uh, heavily involved in women's sports, uh, a baller herself, um, I think. It's going to be a really dope conversation, and I can't wait for you guys to uh, check it out. So stay tuned. Gabby, we are not alone. We are joined by the founder, lead designer, baller, sneakerhead for Player Society, Esther Wallace. What's good? Hey, what's up? Glad to finally be here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are glad to have you. Gabby, you've been singing your praises for months. We got to get us. I'm like, all right, well, get her on with you. I mean, would you just get her on. But, you know, you're, you're a busy woman. You got a, you got a lot happening in these streets, running a company out there doing speaking engagements, all different kinds of things. Um, so we, we really have to start in the beginning, from the beginning. When did you fall in love with sneakers? 
Sneakers. Well, I mean, I was an artist and um, a creative long before sports even came to the picture. Um, so sneakers, probably maybe middle school, mm-hmm. maybe maybe around um, eighth grade, mm-hmm. seventh grade, mm-hmm. definitely around then. Mm-hmm. And, and what was that first pair that you were like, yeah, these are... <laughs> Well, the truth is, I was I was a serious art nerd, so so my my favorite thing was just a fresh pair of Converse and using those as a blank canvas. I was always the one that was painting my kicks. Um, actually, I'll have to add in. Um, I was a huge like Bow Wow fan at the time too. Okay. So whenever that video came out for um, <laughs> what was it? the basketball, so this was even before I played basketball, but he mm-hmm. had those airbrush sneakers mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa. So definitely like a fresh pair, like a blank canvas. So okay. any like Air Force Ones, Converse, mm-hmm. those were my thing. And I was always painting my sneakers and, and doing things like that. I love that. So as an artist, when you see collaborations, what for you are you like man why did y'all pick that silhouette like what 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 is your how does your thought process go around when you see a collaboration you're like no man let's just stick to these blank ones then you can do whatever you want like how do you think about collaborations when you see them you know for for the most part with you know with creatives at least you know for me, I'm always trying to respect, you know, their perspective and their art. Um, so I try to, I try to but leave you be with like, that. Man, that shit is trash. You're like, this is whack. It's like, oh, you can say it. It's fine. <laughs> I try to leave with that, but I mean, I, I think that there should be, and there most often is now some type of story there, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you dig a little deeper and you, you know. There's always the rationale behind, okay, that's why they went with the silhouette. Usually it makes sense. So I'm like, okay, if that's the story you wanted to tell, then, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you you did that. You you're know? good, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the Air Force One um, or Fresh Pair of Converse or even, you know, the Jordan One, those simple silhouettes, right, you can do a lot with, right? Versus, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't really see a whole lot of collaborations with like, Jordan like 24s you know what I mean like it's just like uh, yeah. like I, don't know, I, I, picked, I picked a random silhouette just to be like what's one that's got a lot of funky stuff on it right like you just don't because it's harder to do stuff that's already got things going mm-hmm. crazy on it mm-hmm. that's very true yeah because yeah. I mean usually those already have like their own little story or something mm-hmm. you know what I mean so they're mm-hmm. already you know kind of one-dimensional a little bit I love that um one question about that. I feel like that's also why Vans has so many collabs lately because mm. it is literally a blank canvas on some of those shoes. But do you have any of your old pairs? And maybe I'm getting ahead of our next segment. Hey, but jumping ahead. You know, I'm sprinkle some gems just in case you need to <laughs> sneaker closet, Gerard. But like, I, I love the creative process. And I think, you know, that's what I love about your brand so much. Like, are there still mementos from your journey that you've kept along the way? Unfortunately not as far as like sneakers like painted sneakers um unfortunately not I have no idea what happened to them to be honest like there's not even a cool story like I lost them and you know I don't know I don't know some event or, or something like that or moving or I don't know they just kind of fell by the wayside <laughs> it should be in your museum man I know, right? Oh, I mean, they're all up maybe I could recreate them Um, I I think, you know, today, especially with social media, there's so much overlap between 
art and sneakers and sports when I think growing up, we didn't necessarily have that in the same way. So when did you start getting into sports? I know you talk about your art background, but when did sports come into play for you? So I didn't start playing sports until I was a sophomore in high school. And that's when I got my first pair of basketball sneakers. <laughs> um, so that was that was actually a really cool journey because, I mean, it almost seems like they're two different worlds a little bit, or at least for me at the time, it felt like two different worlds. And then once I started getting into like the basketball sneaker side of things, that that was, you know, a whole different. It was like a new experience for me. So how did you go from, as your self-described words, super art nerd to mm-hmm. basketball player, sophomore year of high school? That's quite the leap. It is. It is. Um, so, I mean, actually, that one, that is a weird story because I was ready to go to, we had this performing arts high school mm-hmm. that was like in the middle of nowhere in a town that I really had never been to. And all my friends were going to the local public high school. I was like, you know, Where'd no, you I'm going to go to this performing <laughs> Um, Springfield, Mass. Okay. Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, the birthplace of basketball. There you go. Um, yeah, Shout out to Dr. Yeah. James Nate Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And um, so I was dead set on going to this performing arts high school. I went there for like three or four days and I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> wow, really? And then, yeah. Um, uh, and then the next week I just showed up at the local public high school and I was like hey like like I was supposed to be there the whole time and um it just so happened that that happened to be the best um girls basketball team in the state they were nationally ranked they had some of the best players in the country on the team I didn't know any of that at the time but I just happened to end up there (laughs) amazing and And I'm also six months so they they wanted me to play well I was gonna say I was like well they're just like Call girl. Yes, you. Come on down. We need some height around here. (laughs) Exactly. And I was very like anti. I was like, no, I don't want to play basketball. I was like, I'm a fashion designer. I know exactly what I want to do. I know exactly where I want to go. Um, So I was pretty hard headed um, at first. (laughs) So all freshman year, I was like, no, I don't want to play basketball. But I can't even really say what it was. I just joined the team and the rest was history yeah. in that way. So, I mean, up to that point, so it's freshman year, what, you, you hadn't even dribbled a ball yet in your life, I imagine, right? Had you? Not really. I, I went to one basketball practice, okay. and I remember the coach just had us run. And I was like, I'm not doing this. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't even know how to run. Like, what is this? Like, we got to run? Uh, oh, no. Yeah, no cardio for me. Thanks. I'm good. Exactly. Um, so that was like my first. I mean, maybe we picked up a basketball at that practice eventually, but that was my first experience with it. I was like, I'm not doing this. No. <laughs> All right. So uh, obviously you played throughout high school. So the love had to. When, when did the love begin? Again. Or it was, was it never pretty, love? Was it just kind of like, oh, we gonna just you know messing around? But we don't really love you like that. <laughs> no, no, it was pretty immediate. I would say I, I think the first thing that stood out was like the competitiveness. Like I hated to lose, so I knew that very early on. Mm. Um, and then so right sophomore year probably the season probably usually starts around thanksgiving mm-hmm. i remember by january of that year our varsity team played the number one team in the country mm-hmm. which just happened to have the number one player in the country at the time who was tina charles mm-hmm. and so she was the first person that i saw where i was like oh like because because my teammate like we had some good players but, but you, you know they weren't charles <laughs> <laughs> and they also weren't like you know in the gym they weren't like 
I wasn't looking up to them, you know. They weren't That's like it. in the keep, gym. Keep, like, keep, keep it a buck. Tina Charles gave them that work, right? She gave them that work. <laughs> yeah. she, she really did. I can't remember. I know she only played three quarters yeah, of the game. Yeah, because the game was already but... over. Like, I'm good. <laughs> exactly. So she was like the first player that I looked up to, and I was like, oh, wow, like, I, I want to do that. Yeah. I love that. Um, and then I think, you know, the, what's interesting about your story, right, is that you found a way to come back to art when you founded Play a Society. So talk more about mm-hmm. kind of that next step and how you brought all of your favorite things together. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, I still can't believe that that happened because I am a bit, like, I'm kind of late tunnel vision kind of person, right? So once I started playing basketball, once I fell in love with basketball, my thought process was I'm going to play overseas and then I'm going to coach and, you know, win some championships. I don't know. <laughs> Those were the goals. So wait, but, but before um, you get in that, so you, you played high school and you, you went to college, you played, you played at FDU? I went to college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then you went overseas? Yep. I played in England. Um, I played and I coached as well. And I was also getting my master's degree. So that's actually what brought me back to the conversation of apparel and kind of the conversation of women in sports, women in sports apparel, mm-hmm. just it was just like this wide open conversation and I didn't know where it was going to take me. Um, but eventually like took a long time for me to actually get to that point where I, where I saw the vision for play a society. Hello listener. Guess who's back. It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about butcher box. Butcher box is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Mm, nice, nice, nice. And so, all right, you come back. You're like, I'm going to do this play society thing because there's a gap I recognize out here. 
women are not getting what they need. Because Gabby, we talk about all the time, right? Like, uh, why can't we find WNBA, like, I mean, merch? Forget about, like, we can get in the whole thing about women's sports. I'm like, why can't I just find a <laughs> New York Liberty team? <laughs> or whatever. Like, it's not too much to ask. I don't think so. Yeah. So yeah. You, you saw uh, a gap and you were like, look, let's design some things that women like. Let's promote women's sports. Because if you like the sport, you like it, right? And women's hoops is dope. Like, if you like basketball, what's not to like about women's hoops? Like, college. I remember when I was in high school. Our high school girls were way better than our boys. Not even close. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we would go around the state to support them. It was it was great. Like, I mean, if you like ball, you like ball, right? It doesn't matter. And we, we had that same vibe at my high school. Like, our well, both of our teams were contenders for the state championship. The girls won. You know, we did our thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we had so much support. So um, it was actually kind of even a f- little bit of a foreign concept, especially for me because I was still new to the game. I was just used to that that amount of support. And then when I got to college, college and things were so drastically different like on the funding side and just the, the support from universities or, mm-hmm. or the NCAA mm-hmm. um, that's when I was like oh like this is different yeah <laughs> I mean you talk about the funding right like so you mentioned Tina Charles right who of course went on to start UConn which is a whole different thing right like UConn women's basketball is an institution right 100%. like they they and the men's program is also good too is one national championships but the women like that's like they've won tons of national titles tons of Olympians um, so they get quite a bit of funding from the school, right? They generate a lot of income, whatever. But, you know, you go to a D3 school or you're playing at a lower division one school and it's women's basketball. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. not a whole lot of money's going on. I don't think people really understand how college athletics funding works, right? Like at mm-hmm. most schools, well, at the major program level, right? So the, the, the power conferences, right? SEC, ACC, Big 12, yada, yada, all that. Football and basketball are the only revenue generating sports. And... At most schools, it's only football. Basketball ain't even generating money. And that's on the men's side. So mm-hmm. millions of dollars, and then it gets divvied out amongst everybody. It's not just the football and basketball teams. It's baseball. It's crew, soccer, tennis, golf, whatever other sports mm-hmm. your team's got. That They're divvying up all that money. And by the time, the way that it's been going on for years, though, it's changing now. By the time I got the women's sports, they were like, yeah, we got about five bucks left in the kitty for you guys. So here you go. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's that's been that's been the deal. So we're, we're glad to see that things are slowly changing. As we know, progress happens it's like slowly. molasses in January. Just <laughs> slow. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> Did you like that, Gabby? Like that? That uh? I did. I didn't know how long that was gonna go on. I was like, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> okay. Do we have like a cricket soundbite that we can put in here? Like, is there is one of those sound effects? Drop? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you to just as I say slow. I'll be like, Hugh, drop the crickets in right here. And then we need that SpongeBob two hours later. Dot dot dot. <laughs> right in between the two. Um, but it's true. I think you know. I know there's a lot of social media conversation around like the difference and the inequities in women's sports versus men's sports. But, you know, the big year being the anniversary, a major anniversary Mm. of title nine, you know, when you see the, the all-star trophy, and the championship trophies. That I mean, was wild. I'm like, Kelsey Brown made like a little like Cracker Jack prize. I'm like, what is that? It was in a cereal box. You can find that thing. I mean, haters will say it's Photoshopped. Am I right? Like, it's, it's so <laughs> insane to me. And I know, Esther, we've talked a lot about this, too, about like, mm-hmm. to me, I think it's like a no brainer when you when it comes to like merch, you want to rep your team. And that's what it's about. Right. Like, Gerard, we always talk about like the emotional fan. Mm-hmm. Give the emotional fan some fits. Like, 
Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. And Esther, I was at a, a Sparks game a couple weeks ago, and I saw a girl in the Playa Society Sparks shirt, and we did like, oh. like the Jeep wave. We did like a little smile and nod, and I was like, <laughs> she gets it. All right. Um, but I feel like this is just the beginning, and like you guys know, I'm I'm rocking my my eBay mm-hmm. female sneakerhead. Um, Love it. Top today from the collab that that we did last year, and I think I'd love to talk more about just this whole mentality, right, with the female crossed off mm-hmm. and just that mm-hmm. equality messaging. Um, so, how did you kind of mm-hmm. come up with this kind of logo? Because I feel like that's kind of what got you started, right? Like the yeah. female crossed off mm-hmm. athlete. Mm-hmm. I was actually looking for something today and I saw the first like invoice for my first female athlete t-shirts. I was like, dang, that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, but I mean, that whole thing, to be honest, it was, it was, it's kind of weird to think about it because I think it was just a natural thing. You know, I remember kind of just looking at the words and just thinking, you know, what if I just cross cross out female like what if you know mm-hmm. that's the message mm-hmm. um and it's really that simple i probably did a lot of overthinking <laughs> before that like what what am i going to design um for this next drop or whatever it was but you know sometimes it's just that simple the message is that that simple and in, in your face and i wanted to do something um that felt kind of risky you know like you know because it challenges the status mm-hmm. quo mm-hmm. and that's really what mm-hmm. I wanted to do initially. No, and, and, and you're doing it. So now when you see women out there with your apparel on, whether it's you are uh, in public seeing them because you're at a game or people are stunting on the gram and, and tagging, like that's gotta be, it's gotta make you feel really good to see that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> when when I went to uh, All Star mm. in Chicago, I was like, I got off the plane and I was like, "Where am? Like, is this Playa Society? Like, <laughs> like a whole vibe nice. here? Like, everywhere I went in Chicago during All Star wow. Weekend, everybody was wearing something like the Chicago. Um, we've done a lot, a lot of Chicago drops mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> recently, um, but you know, all all from the line from from all throughout the product line um there were just people everywhere wearing wearing clothes that's what it really is like a test of the collection and the work that you're Mm. doing right is that it it shows one it shows two things to me one ain't nobody else doing that out there and it's true trust me i've been looking Mm -hmm. drawing nose i'm like (laughs) like, go on etsy to buy like a a (laughs) and buy a patch and make this happen and or i'm like hey Mm -hmm. esther i was like is this coming out with this team like i just want to rock this the game and just see how many people i talk to and it's always a Mm -hmm. lot i think you know Mm -hmm. the thing about it that i love is that it brings people together in the way that the female crossed off logo does Mm -hmm. like this isn't just for women. Like the, the that's what mm-hmm. I love about it. Is it, mm-hmm. and that's the purpose of sport. That's the purpose of culture is to bring people together. And I think you do a really mm-hmm. cool job with that. And I think I love to see where it took you this year um, with your collection with the WNBA. So tell us mm-hmm. more about that. Yeah, I mean, well. It's only, it's been, what, 10 months maybe now with the WNBA, 11 months maybe. So it, it feels like it's been such a long time, <laughs> but it's really only been like 10 months. And so um, everything has been moving super fast. Like this season, I didn't even, when people were asking me, what's coming out next with the WNBA? I think I even told you, I was like, Gabby, I literally don't know <laughs> until it happens. Right. So I can't really tell you what's coming because... You know, I'm just going to try and do everything that I can, everything I can fit into production without like my production guys being pissed at me, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> all the last minute orders that I keep sending them. But um, so it's it's really just that it's just like a ma- 
matter of me wanting to do the work, right? And wanting so badly to like provide something for the fans and the players because it's about them as well and to see them excited and grateful that people can, you know, rep them and and support them um, on their teams. Like that's a huge part of it too. So um, it's honestly just like I'm moving off of emotions, you know, like you talk about the emotional fan. It's, it's I'm the emotional designer. Esther, <laughs> what's that process like? So you're, you're partner with the WNBA and is it like, all right, you, 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 you know, you contract to do X amount of pieces per whatever. And is it that set? Like, all right, four tees, a tank, two hoodies, a hat. And then you then decide, and then you are the vinyl designer. Like what, what is that process like? Um, I mean, I think that a lot of it is still so early and so relatively new um, that really, I mean, for me, and this is how I've always been, it's just, it's me pushing okay. the envelope a little okay. I'm, I'm asking, like, can we do this? Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So it's more me okay. just like, let's okay. do all these things. And whatever you tell me, like, we can't do for whatever reason, or we don't have time to do or whatever it might be, then, okay, then what, what can we do? Okay. So I'm really just over here trying to... Mm-hmm. do the most mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. is what i'm doing <laughs> i like it no, no no because it's it's again you're 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 building a brand right and that's 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 where you are and i think again with the female cross out that's such a um it's iconic it's getting it's it's getting to that iconic level Very right iconic. where it's like oh i know what that is right like i mean mm-hmm. you know that any designer like that's your dream right like you want to be on par with the swoosh or the Jumpman logo <laughs> or what three stripe mm-hmm. like right like where people just oh yeah like right, that's it's and, and 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 there's a, there's a sense of like belonging when you, right? You see, like as Gabby said, you give the jock knot, or in the female case, the other right, or like you just kind of like. Keep <laughs> I didn't know the jock knot was the thing. I'm like, right? You just yeah. that's just the, 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 the jock knot, right? Or you're just like, yeah, you're you're identifying like I see you, right? Like we're yeah. we're we're repping that, that. That's amazing. Um, so you talk about the W. Obviously, that's what this peace partnership is. The W. Um. You know, Superd uh, retiring one of the one of the WNBA legends. Um, you know, it, it really there's been such a a plethora of talent. We talked about Kelsey Plum's horrible little WNBA MVP trophy. I was like, what is that little thing? Um, <laughs> but you know, as we talk about women's sports and equality, you know, and, and and continuing to get get ladies their their due and their fair share. Uh, Kelsey had made some comments prior earlier this season about how she was often targeted by the WNBA for marketing ads because she looked a certain way. She was straight, right? Like all the different, you know, sort of tropes that, you know, the people in marketing rooms who were like, who put out there, no, no, the league won't sell if it's, if we front face all these gay women. And it's like, but why? Like what? Why? Mm-hmm. Why won't it? Like you don't, when you in the office, when you when you when, I, when when you watch NBA, you don't say, "Is LeBron gay or straight?" Like right? Like you don't you don't ask those questions, right? That's not you don't you don't wonder, you know, right? You just okay. LeBron's good at basketball, right? Like you don't. Yeah, like, really good at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for that topic. Oh Lord, listen, 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 Le- listen, LeBron hater. We don't, we don't. We don't I'm a LeBron be- hater. I LeBron on the court. I am not a LeBron hater. I'm family court, off the court. But my my point being, no one asks those questions, right? Or cares to want to know, right? But with Mm -hmm. WNBA, uh, what I'm like, what 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 are we doing? Why do we decide to market this differently? And and I just feel like you know the the league just 
they, they've missed so many opportunities because the amount of talent that's come through this league in in its history, it's just like, man, y'all, y'all really dropped the ball on some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know we talk about it in terms of sneakers all the time, but like the fact that it took brands this long to come out with another signature shoe for a female and like shouts to Stewie, like mm. I'm fire. And she's been rocking some cool <laughs> colorways. Like every game I'm like, is this the one? Is it out yet? Or is this just another dope colorway? Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that like that's the first since Cheryl swoops, like come on, Nike. Yeah. Um, Got to get better on that. Real, but like I think in general, to your point, like that's what it is, right, Gerard? Is that we need to treat women and female athletes with the same way that we treat males. I, I don't even mean like I'm not even saying like like oh. the shirt says it says sneakerhead just cry right. They're just. <laughs> Ballers, it don't matter. People are people, and I think like there's something that I see every once in a while going around on social media that's like, would you ask the man that question? And I feel like that should be the gut check for everything, right? If you're not gonna ask the dude that, <laughs> then you should definitely not be asking a woman that. Or if it's definitely not, like nah. But I think you know you really opened up the door with this WNBA and the Fanatics partnership this year. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I love seeing all your stuff. What's next? What's next? <laughs> well, I mean, like I've said in the past, I have no idea. But, um, well, I'll say this. The, the most important thing for me this year, obviously, creating dope stuff mm. was really important. But more important than that was building a team because it's been just me. Right. So I've been the designer, the social media, marketing, PR, everything. Right. And so I finally found a great teammate. Um, she's about two months in now. So we're getting, you know, we're getting our kind of workflow mm-hmm, going. Mm-hmm, we're getting our rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to be a really dope team. So, um, you know, I think the sky's the limit really from there. You can't do anything without dope teammates in my, in my opinion. So. <laughs> are you, are you championing for yourself, Gabby? No, look, as, as a, <laughs> I think you're a dope teammate. That's what I'm. Thank you. Thank you. As, as, as a basketball player, you understand that though, Esther, right? Like it's a funny thing. It's a conversation mm-hmm. I have with fans all the time. We do this thing where it's like Michael Jordan's won six titles. And I'm like, these people don't win titles by themselves. I don't understand why we attribute these things as solo wins. Like, MVP awards and all that, cool. But titles, you don't win by yourself. Yeah, you may have been the leading scorer, yeah, whatever, but you ain't winning. Listen, as great as the Warriors were, they winning the title this year. No Kevon Looney, they ain't winning that title, right? And people are like, Kevon Looney, he was like, yeah, but he got all the rebounds, right? All the things that you, you don't you don't realize matter extending possessions, right? Giving step another chance like a three-point shot, right? That don't happen if someone don't get the ball first, right? I mean, but our brains aren't conditioned to do that. So as a basketball player, you understand it's, you know, Greg Popovich had a great line one time talking about Kawhi. He's like, Kawhi made the leap when he realized when I design a play, it isn't necessarily for you to score. It's for us to score. And once you realize Oh, the light bulb goes on. That's when the game becomes mm-hmm. so much easier, right? Same thing with your business, right? Once you and your teammate get into rhythm and the flow, you're like, it ain't about me per se. Yes, I'm the founder and the lead designer, but I can't do this by myself, right? Like, I need help. And once that flows, it, it's a beautiful thing. Teamwork makes the dream work, Gabby. That's what they say. That is what they say. And the work continues, <laughs> right, Rod? <laughs> oh, the work definitely continues. <laughs> uh, we would be remiss uh, talking about WNBA 
if we didn't touch on uh, the Brittany Griner situation, um, it, when this by the time this episode airs, it had already been a week past. But she was sentenced to nine years in prison in Russia today for um, for the charges of transporting vape cartridges. Um, you know, we could talk about this, and I, and I want to make sure we do it in an elevated way. Everyone, I think, on this show agrees that that punishment um, does not seem to fit the crime. Okay, that's we, we could all agree that, and we believe that Brittany Griner should be home. Uh, conversely, we can also uh, say that when you are a citizen of another country traveling in a country that is not yours, particularly one that is, for all intents and purposes, a de facto dictatorship, be very clear about what is and isn't allowed because, again, this isn't a democracy, right? Clearly, as you see, they can do whatever they want. And there is no check and balance to be like, well, maybe we shouldn't. That's not, that's not how the game works over there, right? There, you can just literally make up whatever and decide to do what you do. And you saw that with the posturing, how long they held her before the – it's just constant like – it's like, all right. And we do know, you know, Russia and the U.S. are, you know, they're antagonists, right? Like they are not – they're not natural allies, right? These are two of the world's superpowers, uh, and this is this is posturing and geopolitical chess. And it's unfortunate that someone like Brittany Griner has to be a pawn uh, in this in this game of chess between two countries. Because if we're being one hundred percent honest, Russia certainly doesn't care about her, and when it, for what it matters, this country doesn't care about her either in that regard, right? The people that care about her are her family members, teammates, friends, and loved ones. But I'll open the floor. I think we both just said it of what we're thinking with that, like, <laughs> that moment of pause right there. You guys, that was not a blip in your, no no errors on the bomb feed, y'all. That was a genuine, like, shake my head. I mean, everything about this is wild. I think there's so much to, to unpack here that we could do a whole show about this. Mm. Um, whether it be, like, a political play and standpoint, I think, you know, even just as we talk about women in sports and pay equity, like there's a reason mm -hmm. that so many players play abroad and are mm -hmm. able to create a better life for themselves and fa their families improve their craft. So like, even like, what are the ramifications of this? Like this is going to make everything change in mm -hmm. a way that mm -hmm. we haven't even talked about yet. And it, it just uh, echoing you Gerard in the sense that like, when you go abroad, I know America is very much not perfect. Very much not. Very much not. But it is. But make sure that you're clear on kind of what those rules and regulations are. Like I, I feel mm -hmm. for Brittany and her family and the team. Yeah. The league. It is so wild the way that this has transformed and unfolded mm -hmm. in ways that I don't think any of us can imagine, and it's it's really scary. I mean, I don't love the narrative of you, we do negotiate with terrorists, but I just think that this situation opens up a different conversation. I mean, you know, that that's our public stance that we don't negotiate with terrorists. But of course, we all know we actually do negotiate with yeah. terrorists all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, it's it's still unbelievable, you know, and of course, today with it, with the sentencing coming out, um, you know, everybody I, we've just been so hopeful, right, that, you know, this this it can't go that way or, you know, she has to come back home and and be with her, her wife and her family and, and everybody who cares about her. Um, I mean, that's the that's the most important part, you know, like, how can we get mm -hmm, this mm -hmm, black mm -hmm, queer mm -hmm. woman home? I, we don't even know. 
the conditions. We mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've known so far, people haven't been able to communicate with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's just that hope that, you know, she's holding up. Yeah. But she gets back home very, very soon. Yeah. And, 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 and to put a bow on it, look, it, the Russian government could have done this much differently, right? Like, okay, she broke your laws and that's fine. Like, as I said, you break laws in a country that's not yours. You do have to p- face a punishment for that, right? Just like if someone came here and did something, it would be the same thing, right? However, right, it, it is very obvious that, you know, this was a move because the U.S. government decided to back the Ukraine, who, by the way, Russia still engaged in a war with, right? Like they said, oh, well, you want to play that game? We're going to play this game with you, right? Again, as I said, stop. This is a high stakes game of geopolitical chess. And unfortunately, Brittany Griner uh, is a pawn in this game. Um, sorry, guys, I bring it down on such a sad note. Um, but have no fear, because coming up next to get everybody's mood brighter is Shoe and Tell, America's favorite segment. I have a feeling, although she said already, she will got none of those old school painted pairs that she had back in the day. So <laughs> we ain't going to see none of those. But I got a feeling she'll have some pretty good stuff to show us. So everybody, stay tuned. Gabby, we are back. And you know what time it is. America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane. Listen, every week we get on here, I tell you about AnotherLane.com. I tell you about Chad Jones, Sneaker Galactus. And his wife, Adina Jones, listen, just get on AnotherLane.com, find out all the information you need, and go support black-owned businesses like Play a Society and Another Lane. Okay. Now, so Esther, shoe and tell is really, it's your thing. It's like when you were in kindergarten. Bring your thing. Tell us why you like it, why it's important. So the floor is yours. Well, I have to preface this. <laughs> I, like for me, you know, you can have all the sneakers in the world, but the ones that are most special to me, I love the creators and the stories behind the sneaker. Mm-hmm. I love a, a good black owned business. I love, mm-hmm. you know, a black artist and all of those mm-hmm. things. So um, all that said, my favorite is always the Pierre Moss. These are the ones that I keep in the box, but I do have a pair that I literally wear almost every day um, as a reminder to myself, mm. just like what's possible as, um, you know, a black designer, a black creative, a black owned business uh, kind of keeps me grounded in that thought process every day. So always got to like show that. that. Yeah, shout yeah. out to shout out to Reebok, you know, doing All that right, thing. Hold that up one more time. Let's yeah, hold, hold that out so people can see it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the Pierre Moss. Shout out to that. I mean, that you know that rem- I, I just that's such a a, a, a great uh, silhouette and construction. Um, you know, and as you said, you, you you like the stories. Anything about the story particularly stick out to you? Stand out. To um, you? I mean, I think that it's the dopest thing is just like knowing Kirby's. Um, like his industrial or like relationship with cars and how, how much he's into that side of things and to mm-hmm. kind of see just that perspective come together so mm-hmm. perfectly in a sneaker. Mm-hmm. I just think mm-hmm. that that's dope. Whenever you can take something and you can translate it in a way that's not super obvious, but you know, it still makes sense. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that that's really dope. So love it. All right. What else you want to show us? 
Well, I mean, kind of like piggybacking off of that, the sculpt. So this Ooh. is like, like a Pierre Macho tone. But no, this I just have to bring this one up too because obviously the experiment is a Reebok collab, but this one mm-hmm. being Kirby's like sneaker that they put out without mm-hmm. the collab, to me, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I value that. And I think that that is so big for mm-hmm. an independent brand to be able to do something like that. Cause I can only imagine, you know, <laughs> what that's like. Um, so that sneaker is pretty special to me. I feel like that's like the first, that's the, probably the first sneaker that I own that I feel like a black person like made without that okay. collab. Okay. You know? okay. I like that. Um, I feel like I I keep thinking of our our guest last week, Langston Galloway. Esther, we're going to send you some info on his ethics line, too, just because mm -hmm. we talked a lot about that process and creating your own Mm -hmm. brand from a sneaker perspective. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. What else? You're showing us more? That's it. You you pure mossed Um, out. I mean, I have the Just Dons as well (laughs) in the same conversation. But these I had to get because similarly, I was just like, just made made your own sneaker in Italy. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, so I had to get these. I, I feel like these are the most unique sneakers, you know, that stand out from in my collection. That stand out from you know some Jordan, some ones, right. or mm-hmm. you know anything like that. So these to mm-hmm. me stand out the most in my collection. I, I like when our guests, and as you know, Gabby, we are we love Jordan Brand here and Nike, and like the, we don't. No, we lo- love them. Shout out to our friends. Again, size 7 and size 11. Send us all the free merch. Um, <laughs> but we, it is always nice when someone gets to show off some things in our collection. You're like, you know, yeah, because you, you got those things too. But you're like, actually, let me show some love to some other things that I really enjoy in my collection. It's nice because it echoes something that Big Waz said. It's like it's not just about the big brands and the big hype. It's like if you're really into this and you like it, You'll find something everywhere and something will speak to you. And that that's mm-hmm. what you showed uh, w- w- with the pairs you showed us, Esther. Yep. Yeah. I think that is too relatable. I think too many sneakers are talking to me and they got to make those for a little bit. All <laughs> the sneakers are talking to Gabby at once. Esther, this was dope. We really appreciate having you on. Tell the people where they can find you, where they can find Play Society and order themselves some merch. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this was this was dope. Um, you can find me and Play Society. I think we're one and the same <laughs> <laughs> at Play Society on Instagram, at Playa underscore Society on Twitter, and uh, you can shop at PlayaSociety.com. Love it, love it. And as folks, you know, we are part of the Count the Dings Network with the original Bomb Show, Crypto Bros. Rap names. I mean, you know, all, all these amazing shows they have every day. Uh, of course, we are at Kicks and Shit Show on all social media platforms. And until next time, everybody, peace. Peace.